0: Dr. Peter Bakes discusses pleural effusions, their diagnosis and treatment. Uh, talking about differential diagnosis of pleural effusion, some of the diagnostic and therapeutic uh, considerations. So when do you do a TAP diagnostically, how do you interpret those results, and uh, what are the sort of treatment options uh, if you have a uh, massive pleural effusion. So as far as differential diagnosis, About 75% of pleural effusions that are seen in USERS are one of three diagnoses. Uh, So, what what are the what are those three? So, cancer uh, is going to be number three. So, trauma. uh, So this is I should clarify that 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 would be accurate, uh, but we're talking about medical causes of pleural effusions. So, you know, trauma with a hemothorax uh, would certainly be uh, there, but that would be a different category. So number two is infection, and number one is congestive heart failure. And so when you're differentiating uh, uh, the causes of uh, pleural effusion, uh, diagnostically, if you don't know, based on their history, that they have a history of congestive heart failure, or that it's a small effusion with a, a known pneumonia, or that they have pre-existing malignancy, the first test of choice is uh, generally a diagnostic aspiration of the pleural fluid, and that gets sent for analysis. So just like ascites, uh, which you know we do much more commonly, uh, the characteristics of the fluid define uh, a pleural effusion as either a transudate or an exudate. Uh, a transudate is generally uh, uh, due to something where there's increased hydrostatic pressure, like from congestive heart failure that causes a fluid that's generally relatively deficient in proteins to leak into the pleural space Uh, an exudate is generally a inflammatory process that causes the vessels to be leaky and so you get an exudate uh, that is relatively rich in proteins so sort of predictably the things that you send the fluid for you send it for Gram stain and culture uh, to rule out uh, or to help assess for infected fluid. But the main things that you use to differentiate between the transudate and an exudate are the LDH level, which is a, uh, a protein or an enzyme, uh, and uh, the total protein level in the fluid. Uh, abdomen similarly, they use LDH and uh, uh, albumin, uh, which is a specific plasma protein. But in the pleural fluid, it's LDH and uh, uh, total protein and the ratio is you know if the LDH is greater than uh, 0.6 in terms of uh, the pleural fluid ratio to the serum uh, or the total protein is greater than 0.5 that would define it as what so if it's relatively high in those proteins it's an exudate right so uh, you know So as far as treatment, you know, if it's in, if it's massive, generally you take out the fluid, uh, uh, usually, uh, you want to take out, uh, about maximum of 1500 cc's because you get re-expansion pulmonary edema. Uh. You send it uh, for that analysis. If it's malignant, uh, then it tends to be a recurrent process, and those patients usually either get a chest tube and then infused with a talc slurry to accomplish pleuridesis, or they go uh, under CT surgery with like a VATS uh, procedure where they do pleuridesis. So as far as sort of the diagnostic considerations, uh, just to summarize, when a patient comes in with a nuance at pleural effusion, you try and look at uh, the, ed- the cause uh, clinically if you don't know the cause clinically then you aspirate the fluid uh, diagnostically you assess the ldh and protein to define whether or not it's an exudate and a transudate uh, if they're really symptomatic you take off the fluid up to about 1500 cc's if it tends to if it's going to be a malignant effusion then that tends to be recurrent those are the patients that go for pleuridesis So that just gives you sort of a framework for how we think about a new onset medical plural effusion.